Sunday is a big day on CBS. Still waiting in the wings to bring you a variety of entertainment are Rocky Jordan, Horace Height, Our Miss Brooks, Evelyn Knight, The Whistler, Red Skelton. Now, Del Monte Foods bring you a world of adventure with Rocky Jordan. Ease off, Hassan. I've had enough rubbed on. But, Fendi Jordan, my salt rubs do most excellent things to the body. They're like raising welts. You're about as tender as a pile driver. Uh, excuse me, please, but could you tell me which of these corridors lead to the steam room? I, I'm i new to this bath. Oh, I'm... a second. Come on, I'll, I'll show you. I can use a steam bath myself. Uh, thank you. Uh, Stefan uh, Mela is my name, sir. Oh, Jordan. Rocky Jordan. I'm most pleased to meet you. Uh, you are a visitor to Cairo, as I am? Oh, I'm in business here. I run a cafe. Oh, uh, that's the door to the steam room. Oh, allow me to open it. The door does not seem to open all the way. Something is blocking it. Pull it shut, Mailer. Uh, Slam it. Huh? Now stay here, Mailer. Don't let anyone in that steam room and don't go in yourself unless you're tired of living. I'll be right back. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Yes, Del Monte, the best-liked brand of canned fruits and vegetables in the whole wide world, takes you now to the Cafe Tambourine for another adventure with Rocky Jordan. The Cafe Tambourine in Cairo, gateway to the ancient East, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity. Tonight's Rocky Jordan adventure... An air of death. It all started with a door that wouldn't come full open and a hiss of steam. Stefan Mailer and I had walked down the corridor to Hassan's steam room and pushed at the door. It came open partway and then stopped, and a quick look told me why. I slammed the door shut and moved to the front office fast to find a phone. Fendi Jordan, what seems to be the matter? You'll find out soon enough. Captain Sam Sabayo. Uh, Sam, Rocky, there's a dead guy sprawled out in Hassan's steam room. You better get over here and bring along a suction pump. Suction pump? Jordan, what When you, you see a dead guy and smell burnt almonds in the air, what do you think of? Uh, cyanide. That's right, cyanide vapor. And Hassan's steam room's full of it. Just thought you might want to know. Sam showed, but it was an hour before the room was clear of the poison gas and we found out who the dead man was. His name is Emil Grautman, Jordan. Oh, yeah, runs a small tobacco shop in the Caliph Arcade. Hazan, do you have the names of the men who were in your bath today? Uh, yes, Captain. I shall prepare a list for you immediately. Hey, Sam, get a load of this water bottle. Mm -hmm. I found it sitting in the corner. Smell it. Acid. Yeah. Looks like this is what made the cyanide gas. A cyanide tablet with a protective coating dropped in the acid. First, the acid had to eat away the coating, giving the killer time to get away. Then it went to work on the tablet, making the poison gas. You, you know, your knowledge of so many things sometimes astounds me. Well, I shall get a list of uh, names from Hazan. Uh, Jordan, and you too, Mr. Mara, I wish you to know that your name shall be on the list also. So we will meet again. Uh, Mr. Jordan, I... I want to thank you for what you did. If you had not shut the door to the steam room... Oh, forget I... it, Mailer. I didn't do it just for you. It was my life, too. I'm most indebted to you. If there is ever anything that I, in my humble way, may do for you, please feel free to ask. Okay. Who knows? I may take you up on it sometime. 
Oh, see you later, Mailer. Drop in at the tambourine. Yes. Yes, I shall be most happy to. After poking around a bit more, Sam asked me to go with him to Emil Grotman's tobacco shop to break the sad news to Mrs. Grotman. A silver sign saying, the best in domestic and imported... Flabby face. And that night, I found myself a table near the door at the port of Castile. I sat there nursing a minimum of foul drinks. It was ten o'clock before he came in and found standing space at the bar. George Brewster? Hmm? Or Earl Chadwick? What's the matter with you? What is this? I'm curious, too. How about coming over to my table? All right. You act like a cop. Just 50% cop, no badge. I'm working for Tri-State Life Insurance Company. What does that mean? They insured a man and paid off to his wife. Now, now they aren't sure he's dead. He belongs to that other name you threw at me. What was it? Chadwick? Earl Chadwick. And I must look like him. Here's a snapshot. Huh. He's fatter, but it's pretty close at that. You know, about a week ago, some crazy old dame I never saw before called me some other name. It might have been Chadwick. I thought she'd drunk over her quota. She was an old friend of Chadwick's. She swears she'd recognize him if, if she saw him. And she swears she saw him. Oh, it's weird, isn't it? I suppose it happens more often than we know about. What do you want? My papers and stuff? They might help. Sure, I'll write down my address. Um, uh, yeah. uh, come on out anytime tomorrow. Uh, th there you are. Thank you. I should recover from these drinks by noon. Well, that'll be all right. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Things like this could get your goat. Probably. I'm Johnny Dollar. Is George here? No, he had to leave. But he said you could come in. He said you could look at this stuff. Here's his passport and cards and things. How long have you known him? Oh, two years last month. Do you know where he came from? Never asked me where I came from. Uh, this guy he looks like. He had a wife? Yeah. I want to take some of his personal things into town to check his prints against this passport. Shaving brush if he uses one, tubes, jars, anything. You think he's the guy? I'll have to find out. Never mind. Uh, you told me you were going. The prints would check against the passport, but it wouldn't make any difference. Now that it's started, why stretch it out? Why not make it easy? George? No, Earl. I'd almost forgotten. Earl, uh, where can we talk? I've got a hotel room. The statement he made filled in most of the blanks in the case. One, his wife was to have met him in Mexico City, but hadn't. Two, most of the stolen funds had gone to his wife to keep her going until she collected the insurance. So she got married. I didn't know that. She told me to wait, and I did. Grace married. 
We can leave for the States Grace anytime you're Harold. ready. Huh? Oh, I can be ready anytime you say. All I have to do is pack a few things and say goodbye to Fran. Expense account item three, space for two on New York-bound plane. Chadwick was a hard man to figure out, but one thing I did realize. Now that he'd started, he was almost happy to be going back to the people he'd left. We arrived in the evening, and the next morning, I was told when I telephoned that Mrs. Grace Chadwick Anderson and her husband were at home and would receive me. Morning, I... Now go on, beat it. Well, Gerard, with that eight inches of knife he waved over his head, looked like impending doom. It turned out to be Abbott and Costello in his sultan's harem. Gerard was big but slow. I had to ease off to a trot to keep him after me until Anna got out of sight. Then I turned on some speed and headed down an alley to lose Gerard for good. That was a mistake. The alley went about ten yards and then stopped. There were buildings to the right of me, buildings to the left of me, and likewise in front. It was like the charge of the light brigade. Only Gerard was the brigade, and he was doing the charging. Ah, so there you are, Steve. He roared down the alley after me, his yeah. knife arm real limber. That's when I spotted a fire escape and started to go up it. I made a few steps, but that was all. Gerard's knife by then was slashing at the seat of my pants, and I knew I had to do something quick. Give me back my package. Instead, I lifted my heavier foot and gave him that. Like yeah. his face. I tried my other foot with a little English. Yeah. That caught him under the chin. He stumbled backwards and flopped into a puddle of water and lay still. I left him there. Under a street lamp, I examined the package. Mixed with the tobacco with the grains of a white powder. Cyanide? Maybe. Five minutes later, I was heading for a chemical laboratory to have the white powder analyzed. I figured that was going to blow up the Grotman killing like a keg of dynamite. And it might just as well be me who set off the charge. Del Monte Foods is presenting tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. As the saying goes, friends, there are always two sides to every question. But when you stop to think about the catsup buying question, you might say there are four sides to it. Quality, flavor, dependability, and price. And I've found that those four things are so important especially when I'm faced with a problem of staying within my food budget and yet serving satisfying meals to my family. You'll find Del Monte catsup is four good things rolled into one. Everybody knows Del Monte means quality in any food. And as for flavor, why, Del Monte is the only catsup made with pineapple vinegar, the sparkling extra fine vinegar that brings out so much fine tomato flavor in catsup. Talk about extra lively spiced tomato flavor. Del Monte catsup really has it. And as for dependability, well, what could be more dependable than a catsup packed by the world's largest-selling, best-liked brand of canned fruits and vegetables, Del Monte. As a homemaker, I've found price is important, too. That's another wonderful thing about Del Monte catsup. For all its dependable quality and flavor, Del Monte catsup actually costs less than many other quality brands. Yes, when it comes to buying catsup, you can't beat Del Monte for the big four. Quality, flavor, dependability, and price. Ask your grocer for Del Monte catsup tomorrow. And now we take you back to Cairo and tonight's Rocky Jordan story, An Air of Death.
Well, it got off to a running start. Emil Grotman turned up dead from breathing cyanide fumes in Hassan's steam room. The how was easy to figure. Cyanide salts in acid. But the who was tougher. There were over a dozen men in Hassan's baths, including myself and Stefan Mailer, who found the body with me. And there was Hassan himself. Add to that list Grotman's wife, his daughter, and Gerard, a helper around the shop. The why wasn't easy to figure either. Well, the package Gerard wanted to burn could tell something, that was for sure. So I hustled it over to Joseph Schumer's chem lab and had him run some tests, hoping it would turn up cyanide. I came to Cairo to set up a chain. Red and yellow drugstores. Smiling Joe Schumer, everything from penicillin to itching powder. I was going to make a fortune. The test, Schumer. <laughs> Look at me. I end up in a two-by-four store selling whorehound to a bunch of toothless natives. They test, Schumer. What test? Oh, well, these. Oh, I finished them long ago. Cyanide? Cyanide, he says. Yeah, you layman. Okay, expert, tell me. Narcotics. Narcotics? Opium, to be specific. Well, it fits. Grotman's shop was the ship-off place. We mailed to any part of the world. Tobacco flavored not too slightly with dream powder. And Emil's killing's tied in. Oh, thanks, Schumer. I'm going to take the package in your report Mr. to Jordan, Sam. Jordan, watch out behind you. Huh? I woke up in the alley about two blocks from Schumer's lab with a lump on the side of my head. The package and the chemist's report on its contents were gone. Now, that made sense. Someone had caught up with me and got the opium remnants away. Geron? Yeah, maybe. But it was one thing to steal the package in the report and another thing to keep the information from Sam. Joseph Schumacher could tell Sabai over the phone just as easily as on a slip of paper. So I headed back to the lab. Hey, who knocked me out, Schumacher? The big guy with a knife? Who knocked you out? What are you talking about? The package is gone, Schumacher, and so is your report to Sabaya. Now, get Sam on the phone. What, uh, what package, Mr. Jordan? What report? You know what package. The one with the opium in it. I came to Cairo to start a chain. Red and yellow stores. I was going to make a mint on suntan lotion. That's all I know. What are you trying to pull, Schumer? Ten minutes ago, you got through doing an analysis on the contents of a package I brought in. It turned up opium. Eh, there must be some mistake. Yeah, and you're making it. I had a call Sabaya myself. Tell him what you want. I'll deny it. I want to stay in business. I know nothing about nothing except red and yellow stores. I don't know about the red part, but you sure could be the manager of a chain of yellow ones. Okay, I'll work it out another way. Well, Anna, after what happened to me, Schumar was afraid to talk, and there wasn't anything I could do. Are you going to tell Captain Sabaya? Telling him won't mean anything. I ought to have something to show him. Anna. Yes? There's one thing you ought to realize. Captain Sabai is going to find out about the smuggling. He's going to tie it in with your father's death and... Well, Sam's a policeman with a job to do. He's going to look at the facts coldly. Mr. Jordan, what are you trying to tell me? Anna, Sam's going to say that the smuggling went on in your father's shop. The mailings went out under his name. But, Mr. Jordan, it is not his shop. Even before he and my stepmother married, it was her shop. He found out about the smuggling and was killed for knowing... Oh, maybe. Anna, what we need is a way to find out who's really selling that stuff. We need a way to bring it out into the open. Mr. Jordan? Oh, yeah? Hey, good evening, Mr. Jordan. Oh, Mr. Mailer. Your associate from that dreadful incident at Hassan's steam room. 
I uh, took this occasion to accept your invitation to come to your cafe. Mailer. Mailer, did you mean it when you said if there was anything you could do for me to call on you? Well, of course, Mr. Jordan. My debt to you is a large one. All right, I can use you now. Anna, I think I know how we can smoke out the smuggler and the killer. Come on, let's go into my office. I'll tell you all about it. An hour and a half later, Stefan Mailer and I were in his hotel room waiting for a knock on the door. The plan was simple. I had set Mailer up as a buyer from the U.S. in Cairo to make contacts and to spend $200,000. That was a lot of bait, and it would bring out the fish. Word was dropped at a waterfront bar. The Cairo underworkings were to bring the seller to Mailer and to me. So we waited. I, I have never done such a thing before, Mr. Jordan. Well, I... We learn new things all the time. But this uh, buyer of... I hope they do not find out about it in Johannesburg. As soon as this is over, I'm going to fly home. Well, Mailer started fanning himself with the envelope that contained his airplane ticket. He kept stewing, and we kept waiting. We met an assortment of small-time peddlers. I have here a quantity of quality stuff, which is for sale to a person with the proper amount of American dollars. The first three were minnows, and we threw them out. Number four was a dame, slightly wacky. A brand-new type of stuff made from the colorful rainbow bush. Guaranteed dreams in technicolor. She went out like the rest, and it wasn't until two hours later that the real fish bit. Standing there, minus his knife, was Gerard. I grabbed him and dragged him into the room. What, what are you doing? What are you doing here, Gerard? I, uh... You heard that Mailer was buying stuff. You came to make a sale. No, I did not. You're the one who mailed the stuff in Grotman's tobacco. No, that is not so. Yeah, then what is? I, I am just a messenger. For who? I cannot say. All right, we can waltz around once more. No, do not hit me. Mrs. Grotman sent me. Is that level? She sent me. Come on, we're going over to see her. Want to come, Mailer? Uh, no, no, no. I think I have had enough of this. I, I must prepare to go home to Johannesburg. Okay. Come on, Gerard. You're going to play that record once again for a very interested listener. I did not expect to see you again, Mr. Jordan. Oh, our lives are full of surprises. I brought in a bird that wants to sing. We've got something to talk about, Mrs. Grotman. I do not believe we have anything to talk about. Oh, no? Your husband found out the opium was being smuggled out of the country in the tobacco bundles. That was too much information to have and to live. So you are of the opinion Emil was murdered because of that? It's got a lot of support. Let's expand. Who's the key to the puzzle, the real smuggler? I set Mailer up as a buyer. Gerard shows, ready to sell. Only he makes it real convincing he's just an advance man for someone else. You. You've got ten seconds to talk your way out of it, Mrs. Grutman. I have nothing to say. When Sabaya gets the story, he'll figure you killed your husband. You'll see to it you have plenty to say. The good captain may try as hard as he wishes, Mr. Jordan. He will still have to prove quite definitely that I was the smuggler and that I killed Emil. And you don't think he can do it? Perhaps he can. Perhaps. What did the police say? I didn't talk to them. Why should I? The case is closed. You're dead. <laughs> Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. Yeah? Landlord, Johnny. Oh, yeah. Sorry I blew up. Forget it. I lost him, didn't I? 
How is it? Oh, it's a mess. I'm not getting any place. The only proof I can find is proof that he's dead. Maybe he should stay there. Yeah, I'm getting ideas myself. What about his draft board? They take prints. Police checked in 47. They lost. Look, I'm going to have to dummy up something. I don't want you to violate any trade secrets, but do you know a good forger? That depends. It'll be practically legal. All I need is a driver's license. I think that can be managed, Johnny. When? Tonight. It'll cost. Well, I'm working for a wealthy company. Oh, there's more, too, Landro. How about meeting us in your office in 45 minutes? Sure, Johnny. Bring a bottle. Expense account item five, $500, one bogus 1947 driver's license complete with Chadwick's thumbprint. By 10 p.m., we were back in Landro's office. Johnny, how desperate is this, Anderson? Desperate enough to welcome a nice, fast deal. Don't quote a price unless you have to. Just get him down here. Why anybody goes through all this to make prison? <laughs> prison? Come on, Landro, get on the phone. There's the number. You're my client. Mr. Harold Anderson? I'll be blunt. This is blackmail. I'm calling in the interests of Earl Chadwick. No, he isn't. He's alive. But I do have proof. A driver's license he took out just before he disappeared as a sort of a double check on the past. You'll believe it when you see it. It's for sale. He doesn't want to go to prison any more than you do, but... This much. He said that I didn't do it. So that leaves Hassan and you. You both were there. Either one of you could have slipped into the steam room and set up the contraption that made the cyanide gas, if you had the equipment. Throw open your suitcase, Mailer. My suitcase? Mr. Jordan, if you All please. All right, I'll throw it open myself. Yeah. Oh, you a drinking man, Mr. Mailer? This whiskey flask. Mm, empty. It doesn't smell like it carried whiskey. Acid, maybe? Acid? Good heavens, Mr. Jordan, you're not trying to say What's that this? I... The label on the jar says vitamin tablet. Are you unhealthy, Mr. Mailer? Uh, Mr. Jordan, your actions are most peculiar. You've come here, upset my suitcase. What are you doing? Just pouring a glass of water for you. Make the vitamin pill slide down easier. You're going to take one, Mailer. It's that time. I am not going to take one. Hey, you're turning pale. One vitamin pill, guaranteed to give you your color back. Keep away from me, Mr. Jordan. One little pill, Mailer, the cure-all. I will not take it. I will not yeah, take it. You don't have it. to force it down your throat. No, no, no. Why not? No. It, it's cyanide. Oh, Really? I'd never have guessed. I, I know when the end has come. Cyanide tablet plus acid equals cyanide gas. Why'd you do it, Mailer? Why'd you kill Grotman? I was buying the narcotics from him. He was mailing it to me in Geneva. I would send the money and the package would come by return mail. And what happened? The package just started to come without the opium. Uh -huh. You figured you were being double-crossed and didn't like it. Came to Cairo and squared things. All right, Mailer, that's it. Let's go see Sam. In just a moment, Rocky Jordan returns to conclude tonight's story.
These dark winter mornings, wouldn't it be grand to have some kind of foolproof system to get those sleepy heads to open their eyes at breakfast? Well, that doesn't call for a system, Larry. That calls for Del Monte tomato juice. There's nothing like a big glass of that delicious summer tomato flavor to get folks to wake up and like it. Yes, and Del Monte tomato juice really opens your eyes to just how fresh-tasting and natural-tasting tomato juice can be. Seems like Del Monte has turned the trick of capturing all the rich, natural flavor of the finest tomatoes. Well, I've had plenty of tomato juice in my time, but I've never found one that's quite so refreshing as Del Monte. Del Monte really has that true ripe tomato flavor down pat. So that's what makes it taste good any time of day. Before meals as an appetizer, between meals as a pick-me-up, or with meals as a real satisfier. To try it is to like it, friends. So enjoy Del Monte tomato juice soon. Back now to Rocky Jordan for the conclusion of tonight's story. Well, I turned Mailer over to Sam and gave him all the details. Joseph Schumar's behavior at the chemist shop cleared up, too. Mailer had pressed him into saying he knew nothing about the opium analysis. Schumar wanted to stay alive. And that was about it. Then I caught a cab and headed over to Mrs. Grotman's house. I got her and Anna out of bed and told them what had happened. Mrs. Grotman had something real interesting to say. Anna, would you please leave the room for a moment? Yes, Mother. Mr. Jordan, it may seem to you that I have been acting without feeling through this entire affair. Well, I can't say that it didn't occur to me. It is not that I have had no feeling in this matter, Mr. Jordan. In fact, it is because I have had too much feeling. I'm afraid you'll have to clear that up. It is not that I loved my husband. I did not. After we were married sometime, I found out what he was doing. Every Wednesday night, CBS brings you Groucho Marx with his brilliant quiz, You Bet Your Life. It's one of the brightest, most spontaneous, most genuinely funny shows on the air. So be listening this Wednesday night on most of these same CBS stations for You Bet Your Life, starring Groucho Marx. Stay tuned now for the adventures of Philip Marlowe which follow over most of these same CBS stations. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Written by Gomer Cool and Larry Roman, stars Jack Moyles in the title role with Jay Novello as Sam Sabaya. This program is produced and directed by Cliff Howell with original music composed and conducted by Richard Arunt. Remember, you have a date next week at the Cafe Tambourine run by Rocky Jordan. Same time, same station. And the story is The Return of Tony.
When it's real country corn flavor you want, just ask for Del Monte corn, golden cream style or golden whole kernel. Yes, if you want rich, sweet, melt-in-your-mouth, butter, tender corn, it's easy to get Del Monte, the brand that always puts flavor first. Larry Thor speaking. Rocky Jordan is presented over CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. 